the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Recently, I gathered with women from all across the country at a conference called Speak Up because we want to speak up for Jesus. We want to share Christ in our nation, share Christ in our cities, in our churches, in our homes, and not be afraid to speak up for him. And so that is the theme of this conference, Wonderful Christian Women. And we talk about salvation. I share my testimony, my personal testimony of coming to know the Lord and how I found joy in Jesus. It says in John sixteen twenty. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. We also talked about Luke 15, 10, where it says in the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. That's the starting point, isn't it? Receiving the Lord, receiving his salvation. Maybe you are even going to do that today. Open your heart to Jesus and welcome him in. Simply joy from the Speak Up Conference. I have the greatest nieces in the entire world. And I think God gave them to me because I do not have girls. They're so funny and they're so sweet. And when my one niece was a baby and she was in the high chair, she would eat her vegetables. But if you gave her a carb, she would start humming and she <laughs> like this. And one day we were around the countertop in my sister's kitchen late at night, my nieces, my sister, and we're eating banana pudding late at night. And I said, we're, we, we just started, and we didn't even, we're, we're humming. <laughs> and I said, what is in this banana pudding? My sister said, it's the butter. It's, it's the butter. And we're eating this carb-loaded thing midnight. And I said, you know what? The secret ingredient that we all need is joy. You know, we're a butter family. And the secret ingredient in that banana pudding was joy. And that is the secret ingredient that all of us need. But what is joy? Well, joy is like putting on your sunglasses when you go out to protect you from the blinding harshness every day of this world. It does not prevent the pain. It does not say there's no difficulty. It does not say that this is not hard or good or whatever. No, it just pops up. Joy pops up in your life. Or maybe it is like that umbrella and you you put it over yourself. It's God's presence. It's his covering. It's this umbrella of joy every day, rain or shine. You have that covering you. That is the secret ingredient of joy. But, you know, the Bible says that joy is a fruit. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It says in Galatians 5 that the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, 
peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Well, the thing about fruits, they're different from the gifts. I love the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he comes, he bears gifts, and he freely gives you gifts, gifts, gifts. But the fruit, they're different. The fruit, they're on us. The fruit is grown, and the fruit is developed, and the fruit is chosen, and it's picked, and it's harvested, and it's canned, and it's put into pies, and it's eaten. That's the fruit. You know, we have these ancient apple trees in our farm yard. We have apple trees. We have pear trees. The pear trees have been hanging with fruit from the beginning, but the apple trees were so old that there were no apples on there. They were huge. They didn't even look like apple trees. These things are giant, but no apples. And we trimmed them last year. And this year, we already have apples. We have apples on the ground, green and red. There's apples everywhere, and there are apples way up in the tree. But that's because we pruned it. And I thought, if we would have sprayed it, maybe they wouldn't be this small. Maybe we would have big apples. But you have to tend to the fruit of the Spirit in your life. And joy is a fruit. And we develop joy. I think about two women, as a pastor's wife, I have hugged, I have cried, I have sat in my cubicle with no windows with literally hundreds of women. And together we have seen God move. This one woman, she had everything. And at the time, we were sharing one car. We're actually still sharing, anyway. But we were sharing one car. (laughs) I love sharing cars. So when you're a pastor's wife, you sometimes share a car. So we, we had this one car, and my husband would drop me off at her house, and I'm, I'm praying for her. I'm hoping to lead her to Christ. I'm trying to mentor her. I'm trying to encourage her. And she has this kitchen. I love to cook. And she has this kitchen with all these gadgets. Her kitchen is stocked with the latest from Williams-Sonoma. She has beautiful placemats. She has beautiful table settings. And she, she's very generous, and she's giving us baskets of clothes to take to the church to give. And these, these clothes, like some still have the tags on them, and they're clean, and they're beautiful. And she's just this, this really neat person, but she was so Eeyore. She had no joy ever. She did not have joy. And I, you know, ended up with a broken home I thought she had everything, but she did not have any joy. And it didn't seem to matter what I said or did or how I prayed. She didn't find it. But then there was this other woman. And this woman was a greeter at our church. You would never know her situation. This woman was a single mom. This woman was on government assistance. This woman would show up to church to serve coffee, neat as a pin, the most beautiful smile, and she loved the Lord so much. This woman, we would help her. We, our church kept them in food. Our church kept them. I, I would go to Kohl's and buy her nightgowns. We kept them going. Camp fees. But you wouldn't know all that was happening. She had a disease, and she passed. When she passed... Our church grieved so hard for her because she shared the joy of the Lord with us. It's not about the stuff. It's not about the things. It's not about this world. And it's not about, joy is not about what if. What if when I sell the condo? Or what if when I move? Or what if when, when I graduate? Or when I write that book? Or, no, it's not in the future. It's now. It can be developed now and even in the midst of hardship. But joy, joy is mainly found in Jesus. Without Jesus, there is no joy. doesn't matter what you have. If you don't have the Lord, true joy is not found. You know, God, he invites us to take him off our to-do list and just to simply be, just to simply be with him. And I found that at age seven. 
And you might say, age seven, wow, you were saved a really long time ago, Jennifer. But you know what? Children are people. Children are people, too. And they have thoughts, and they have desires, and they have hopes, and they have dreams. And I just remember the day that my parents announced that we were going back to church. We are going back to church. And all I could think of, we're going to meet more people. This is going to be great fun. And I had a baby brother, I had a little sister, and I'll, I'll just never forget this beautiful red brick church, the steeple, and I arrive, and there's a long white table, and I'm sitting there, there's 12 other kids and a teacher at the end, and I still remember the little girl's name next to me, her name was Rhea Cartwright, never, never found her since then, and the teacher began to explain the gospel in the most clear, beautiful way that a seven-year-old could understand and I knew, I knew in that moment that I had done things wrong. I knew in that moment that I wanted forgiveness. I wanted, and then, and then when she said that we could have a relationship with Jesus. And so she asked if any one of us wanted to receive him into our heart. And Rhea and I raised our hands and we accepted Christ that day. And I remember when I got home, the grass was greener and the sky was brighter. And I took my little bitty pink suitcase outside to the farm field behind our house with a blanket, I pressed down the wheat, the clouds were just floating, and I drew and painted pictures to God, and I would hold them up and show it to him. I had joy in Jesus because I could talk to him, and I told him everything, and I had this special relationship with the Lord, and you can have that today, and that's why we're here, we're here to speak up for him. We're here to talk to him, about him, for him, because that's where the joy is found and I found that that day, and it has kept growing and has kept growing. And I remember the day where I said, Lord, I want more. I want more. It says in John 16, 24, until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. And I thought, Lord, I, I want to do big things with you and for you. I want to spend my life doing something together. And about that time, I had a friend coming from Kenya. They had never been to the States. And I remember she was at my house, and she stuck her head in my dryer, and she goes, Woohoo! <laughs> I said, what are you doing? She's like, you have indoor washer and dryer. I mean, this was so exciting to her. And she just could not get past it. Oh, we had the best visit. And when she left, I was walking our property. I call this my Hallmark house. I had my, my family storybook house where we wrote our story together, where my kids, my memory box house. This was the Hallmark house. I actually had decorated it the way I wanted and got it on auction, all this stuff. And I'm walking the field, and I'm singing this little song that, Jesus, you're, you have the castle of my heart. Joy is the flag flown high from the castle of my heart, for the king is in residence there. And I'm singing this, and he says, sell the house. <laughs> I mean, plain as day. Sell the house? <laughs> we've, we've already done that. No, you're going back to Kenya. And, you know, Jesus challenges us, doesn't he? He says, to count the cost, to deny yourself, to follow me, you say you're surrendered, We're, what? what are you going to surrender? But I'm here to tell you that this past April, after 10 hard years, a few houses, lots of horrible apartments, we saw the Lord move. We opened an orphanage with 20 acres, 6 buildings, and a kitchen. 
a widow's pantry, and many, many, many widows came to know the Lord, and it was worth it. I wanted them more. It was so worth it. And I'm here to tell you that when you speak up for him, it is worth it. And when you surrender, it is worth it. And your joy will be complete. And the angels will rejoice. You know, there's angels rejoicing. Because there's probably someone here who is solidifying their salvation and saying, I'm going to speak about that with boldness. And the angels are singing with you. So there's also joy in creation. I love joy in creation because God reveals his nature in nature. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing for joy. Why is there joy in creation? Well, there's joy in in creation because it shows us a few things. It shows us that God is in control. It shows us that he is in charge. You know, God lets us pick a lot of things. I get to pick my favorite flower. I get to pick my favorite color, pink. I I get to pick some things, and he lets me do that, and I'm really thankful for that. But when I see creation, I notice there's some things that I don't get to pick, and he's in charge. He gets to pick and he's in control. I hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. But to hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, go to JenniferJackson.com under radio. That's JenniferJackson.com. And for a gift of any amount, I will send you a copy of my book, Simply Joy, Rain or Shine. That's at JenniferJackson.com. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back on Simply for Women. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.